Welcome to The Catch-Up with me, Amanda. And me, Christina. We've been friends for the last 15 years, so have plenty to talk about. That's right. Join us as we chat about food, skincare, travel and current affairs. So let's begin our catch-up. Hey, Chrissy. Did you hear about the more recent news? Okay, wait, it's probably not news, more goss, uh, about Khloe Kardashian? Um, hey, Amanda, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, straight to, no. Uh, well, okay, there's not much to say, but I thought I'd, I'd tell you about it just because it, it like, was this huge hurrah about it. You know, the whole social media posting filtered photos? Well, in this case, it was like a photo went up of her in her bikini lounging by the poolside uh, and she subsequently took it down. I think she got a lot of flack for that because I think people were kind of like, oh, why? Because it wasn't filtered or something. So, and, you know, actually I've seen the photo. She looks really good in it, filtered or not. Uh, But she just posted back a response to sort of say, kind of like, look, I struggle with body image as well. And, you know, when I see a photo of myself that I don't think is really flattering, um, then, yeah, I have every right to to take it down or, or remove it. Basically kind of like the rest of us, right? We wouldn't post a photo if we didn't like the look. Of ourselves wait, 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 wait. So she posted a photo as it is. Well, she touched. No, I think it was like, I don't know, her team or something, but it went oh, up. Right. And then she saw it and was like, no, I don't want it up. So she pulled it down oh, again. Okay. So in this case, there wasn't any touch up, lightning, nothing. Don't think so. So just as it is, and she didn't really like the way she looked. Yeah, essentially, mm, that's what okay. it was. Interesting. This reminds me of an article I read on The Guardian recently, and it's about the Elle magazine in Australia. (laughs) It's going to surprise you or even shock you. The editor at the time had Beyonce on the magazine cover, but she was asked to lighten up her skin. Really? Wait, the editor asked to have the, the picture lightened up? Yeah, the editor was asked to do it twice. Oh, by who, though? Oh, I guess her boss. Oh, my gosh. Okay, not by Beyonce, though. No, 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 not by Beyonce. Oh, right. I was going to say that's... She literally said, are you going to make her skin a little lighter? Oh, my gosh. That reminds me of the whole Meghan Markle thing and the question about, oh, is Archie, how dark will Archie be? (laughs) This is, do you know what I mean? This is all like kind of all related to each other isn't it skin tone body image all that yeah exactly and I think it's yeah it's not just about the body shape people think when we talk about body image people think about how your body looks and curves yeah yeah but we're talking about yeah your physical appearance as well but yeah I just thought it was really interesting with the Beyonce thing because you know with some magazine cover that you get a lot of publicity about how innovative it is. Do you remember the one where actually Meghan Markle did with Vogue in UK and then they had this silver plate mirror thing so you see a reflection of yourself and you're like the change agent. So basically you ref- you get this silver cover on the magazine and you look at yourself and you're like, yeah, I'm on the magazine cover. Mm-hmm. So it's all this really innovative idea and it does get a lot of publicity. But the issue then is... Everyone loves it. Advertisers loves it. But then it doesn't really translate into sales figures. So mm. corporate don't love it. So that's why um, they try to push for the safe options. They know dark skin color don't Ugh. sell. 
That's crazy. But you know what? I just said that's crazy. But literally this morning, no joke, I saw, I don't know where it was, BBC News, Daily Mail, there was a headline to say this um, black woman basically was trying to sell her house and then she, I don't know if she was advised to do this or she was just doing it like a social experiment kind of thing, but basically what she did was she removed all the stuff inside the house that would suggest that there was a black owner then she put white people what? to pose in the photo like the owners and she found that the house value doubled in price. Oh, oh wow, that's that's crazy. It reminds me of another article I re- read recently about in the US they did this analysis of like 6,000-something beauty products and they looked at the different colour shades across all the different brands of foundation mm-hmm. and if they obviously found this bias like, if you number your foundation, number one foundation is always for a paler skin and it goes up in increments. Oh, yeah. So people prefer to be number one. So then oh. the fairer skin gets number one. Oh, my gosh. Oh, I've never been number one. <laughs> but I know what you mean. Yeah, that's true. They do do it by number, don't they? It's just sort of, yeah. I don't know. I didn't never gave it second thought about it, but yeah. Mm. So in this review, they review 6,816 complexion products and 40% of the foundations um, were found to be using this number sequence. This is specific looking at um, products available in Sephora. Um, but it's interesting. Then the other way is like you can name a color. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I don't know, like I'm just giving examples here. It's not actually what happened. Maybe like uh, cocoa coffee or matcha. And then the other <laughs> scale would be like pearl white, for example. But then they also found that when you name the foundation shades, the darker shades are always named after something less favorable. Oh, like what? Just what I mentioned. Oh, okay. I see. And this might also blow your mind a bit, and it did. Like, you know how we always go, oh, we want like, we want the nude makeup or natural makeup. Mm. So then once again, they mapped out, you know, with the different products when they name natural or nude it's actually all the lighter skin products color. All right. Yeah, it's kind of warping my mind a bit, kind of like just <laughs> thinking about it now, as you said, like I, pearl I white. Yeah, I guess because pearls are considered, you know, sort of beautiful, rare kind of, yeah, I see. Yeah, hmm. but even nude. So when we go, we want like natural makeup, we're actually against chasing a more whiter color ideal. Yeah, because actually, you know, now you speak of it, it's not just foundations. I mean, that's a very kind of common thing in terms of like where you've illustrated where they kind of use that numbering system or that description but I was just seeing about mm-hmm. the um stockings as well or tights however you want to call it you know how oh, they yes. also call it nude or natural skin mm-hmm. tone you think hang on a minute someone's nude is a different color to someone else's nude so what are you actually buying yeah. and then you realize like okay because for you and I our complexion is sort of well, I don't know what we what, olive olive we'll say that but I've never sort of had any, let's say, issues finding a pair of stockings for school or a foundation that would match my skin tone. But I can imagine there are a vast number of people out there who really have. And I've just, yeah, yeah, they would have just been like, hang on a minute, your range literally stops here. But my, you know, my skin tone doesn't fit any of that at all. So it's actually good to see there's companies that are taking action to actually rectify that and recognize that there are so many more shades of skin tone out there. Way more shade. Actually, this reminds me of um, slightly off-pissed, but The Apprentice. 
Okay. One of the ideas that、um, Lord Sugar selected for the final two was about the different range of skin tone for stocking. So this contestant was a,、mm. a black woman, and she was just exactly as you said, frustrated by she can never find a shade that matches her skin、mm. tone. So、oh, she's you know、that. always a bit lighter、yeah. with the stocking. So she was on a mission to make it more accessible to everyone. Yeah, yeah. And I was doing some reading the other day after reading that whole nude natural thing. You wouldn't believe this. It wasn't until twenty fifteen. That、um, Webster Dictionary removed the word "nude," the definition of it. What was the definition? So they removed the phrase "having the color of a white person's skin" from its official、oh. definition. Yeah, that's awkward.、Mm, that's sensitive.、Mm. <laughs> yes, I probably back that one to remove it. So, oh man. Yeah, but there's so many things actually, isn't there? And say, like, just us talking about it now. It's not that、mm. I was ignorant to it. It's just. It, it's funny how you don't necessarily think about that certain way until you're actually discussing it, and then you're like, "Wait、yeah. a minute, yeah, that's that's true, isn't it?" And it's like, I mean, you know, because we're Asian, right? So, kind of like not just in our culture, but it is a big part. The whole、uh, being fairer is generally considered more beautiful, and I just remember my mum saying to me that. I don't. I mean, I don't really know if this is a true historical fact, so no one take that away as it is, but. You know, like back in in China, so you obviously have like you had the royalty, like the emperor, and then you had the workers, and they were saying, "Well, if you are if you have a, a sort of more tanned complexion,、mm. it kind of signifies that actually you were one of the workers because the workers would be labouring、yeah, in the sun,、yep. whereas royalty always had the umbrellas, the parasols, living in the palace, so you know the sun didn't touch their skin, so therefore."、Mm. You're more fair, you know. You're considered more sort of upper class and regal and elite and all that jazz. It's just kind of like, is that is that like for real? I mean, it probably was, but nowadays to say that sort of thing is complete. Just、oh, I can't even probably say a word, but you know. <laughs> I guess if it's come down from centuries or however decades old thinking, I think it's hard to change overnight to say.、Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, to say that is not, and then it's like old wives' tale. But yeah, it is true. In that, I've heard, you know, as a kid, it's like, oh, don't, don't stay in the sun. You know, you'll get too dark.、Mm, yeah, you know, make sure you're in the shades. Well, I mean, because from an actual medical perspective, I, I, know, I know, I know, but it wasn't driven <laughs> by that. And、um, I'll tell you this other story. I was visiting Hong Kong over one summer holidays. From Australia, and as soon as I arrived,、um, I was walking past like those pharmacy beauty product stands, and someone rushed up to me and go, "Would you like some skin lightening products? Because you look a bit tanned <laughs> or too dark or something." Well, what, what did you say? I said no, but I was genuinely <laughs> shell shocked. I'm like, "What、yeah. do you mean? Like, I feel like I look healthy with. I wasn't like tanning or like, intentionally, but like, I feel." You know, healthy after being in the sun or a bit of、yeah. like sun's kiss skin, but yeah, I was genuinely like, oh my god, they are so obsessed with looking paler and whiter or fairer.、Mm, exactly, because like you,、yeah, I personally prefer to look like I have had a bit of sun on my skin. I don't really like that full on sort of <clears throat> almost artificial looking. Or here's a good term which I didn't come up with, but they use it a lot in Korea is glass skin because、oh. it. It's kind of, you know, glass. You know, it, it no imperfections. Like clear. 
yeah, <laughs> I know. It sounds like let's all become ghosts and see through. <laughs> it's weird. It's just meant to be the whole homogenous look, you know, oh, no right. flaws, no imperfections. Everything is really just sort of, yeah, maybe it is pale, not transparent, but pale, just smooth, maybe smooth. Maybe that's what they're getting at. But at the end of the day, we know that they still very much um, champion and love the fairer skin. And it is still very much like that now. As you said, it's it's not an overnight thing where people all of a sudden started going, no, you know, that's not okay. I mean, everyone's got their own prerogative. They're entitled to, you know, however they want to look. But I think to kind of actually perpetuate a particular belief into society, into culture, that if you don't look this certain way, then you're considered like inferior or not beautiful. Obviously, that part is just wrong. Yes, exactly. But then I think it is such a deep-rooted issue that we need to start changing bit by bit. I don't know. I don't know. But because I was like thinking about this the other times, like, yeah, there's all these stereotypes about being glass skin, a new term for me, like or whitening products. That is so ingrained in the market. Like um, they're saying like, you know, half the population in Korea – Malaysia and the Philippines use some kind of skin lightening products. How wow. do you change heart and minds of that? And mm. that percentage is even higher um, in India. Like sixty percent of the population uses skin lightening product, and in African countries like Nigeria, that's up to seventy percent. Mm. So again, you can see that kind of really deep rooted almost colorism. Yeah, um, yeah, that is exists in society. Yeah, no, actually, yeah, I remember someone saying to me, it might have been my brother-in-law, he was Indian, that the northern Indian people are generally fairer mm. than southern Indian and sort oh, of, again, right. considered perhaps more more beautiful in that regard. But, but yeah. is is that also to do with the caste system? Yeah, I'm have? sure that's mm, probably part okay. of it too. And just to throw another fact at you, <laughs> they're saying like in some paper are saying by 2027 the skin whitening industry is projected to be worth over 24 billion us dollars wow well seriously 24 billion dollars oh my gosh i know so no signs and it's all women women obsessing over skin color this is just something not quite right it will be interesting to see if they change particularly you know let's say in asia where it's most popular for skin lightening whitening products if they will change their packaging like try and move away from that Mm. what you described for the other sort of companies yeah 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 so actually I think there was this whole controversy last year with one of Unilever's products called originally called Fair and Lovely oh it's Uh it's actually a skin lightening cream which has been criticized obviously for promoting negative stereotypes around dark skin tones so they have to rename it I don't know actually what they renamed it to but yeah, they, they had a lot of backlash regarding that. Was that even, I wonder, released into the Western market? That's a- uh, No, I think it was actually sold across Asia, that particular product. Mm, I think okay. in the Philippines, it's very popular. Oh, right. Wow. It's crazy, isn't it? If you went over there for a holiday and you go into a pharmacy or a health beauty store, the type of products there would be really quite different. I mean, it is obviously targeted for the market mm. and what they like. But, yeah, it's, it's quite different because it's like, Generally speaking, Western world wants to look more tanned. They go into the self-tanning salons. They use the self-tanning stuff at home because being sort of more bronzed and considered healthier. And then you go to Asia and it's the complete opposite spectrum. 
It's like, no, 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 we don't want to be Tam. We want to be fair. Fair means, as we said, you know, sort of superior or someone who's of high class with good yeah, education. The social standing. It's just yeah, crazy when you say it out loud. Actually, it's also on the rise in the UK. I've read, oh, I can't remember, like Indian population in the UK are really obsessed with lightening their skin as well. But that's still <laughs> ultimately Indian yeah. community, like Asian community, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, just, yeah, even though you're in a Western country because of your mm-hmm. immediate community, it really affects how you think. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. what. I wonder, like, I never really got that pressure, like, at home or in the, you know, people around me to go, well, why are you so tanned or things like that. I just wonder mm. what that does to someone psychologically. Yeah, exactly. Or maybe it's just almost like it's subtly ingrained into them because maybe from what they observe of what, you know, people are doing around them, they come to their own conclusion that, oh, that must be more beautiful, for example, because my mum uses all these products um, and mm-hmm. that's all I sort of knew. But, yeah, I mean, it's interesting the whole, um, you know, we talk about Asian community or that one in the UK, um, you know, because, again, I'm Asian growing up in Australia as a child, so you've kind of got the whole Eastern versus Western, what, what's, you know, did I have that conflict? And like you, I never really... I never gave it a second thought. It wasn't something that was put on to me socially from my family or anything like that where I wanted to look one particular way. I really Mm. felt liberated to make my own choices on that. But then again, I think my mum didn't want me to use makeup for starters. (laughs) So there there was nothing like that. It was just let's get your eczema under control. So, But, yeah, I mean, when I went to Korea, and Korea is like everyone now knows about like K-skin products and all that jazz. They're really dominating the market. I mean, they're, are they the, yeah, I think they are the number one country in the world for cosmetic procedures. And oh, really? I, yeah. Wow. I was going to ask you, can you guess what the top three cosmetic procedures are there? Um, double eyelid? Yeah. That's that one. <laughs> oh, right. Okay. Um, I don't know, like cheekbones because we have lower <laughs> cheekbones or higher cheekbones. I don't know which one. Maybe a nose because we have flatter nose than like your white counterpart (laughs) am I close (laughs) so eyes are right the nose is right not the cheeks though so there's one other what boobs (laughs) no I would have said that too (laughs) I was like oh is it boobs but actually it's um and this sounds kind of creepy it's the white uh skin whitening so they inject um something into their skin to actually decrease the melanin which is what produces the pigment in your skin to sort of stop that natural process so that your skin remains i guess pigmentless white what it's not even safe what they inject into you exactly i was freaking out going oh they do what i don't even want to see that happen like that's just what like like bleach or something (laughs) i just (laughs) don't know how that will work it's like Trump saying, just inject disinfectant and we'll be fine. <laughs> it's like that. It's like, just inject a bit of bleach under your skin and you'll be good. Yeah, it blew my mind when I heard that. I was like, oh, okay, the, the other two, I, yeah, as you did, guess yeah. them. But that one I did not guess at all. And I would have nuts. never been able to guess no. that as a as a cosmetic surgery. Yeah, I mean, we were talking, we were talking about skin products, like to lighten your skin color, but yeah. this is next level. Yeah. Yeah, scary this is next like level. Changing, physically changing, injecting yeah. something to your body. Yeah, and I mean, when I went to um, Gangnam, made famous thanks oh, for Gangnam, Gangnam Style. 
<laughs> I did a little bit of Gangnam Style while I was there. Um, it basically, it's like a really rich um, suburb or area of yeah. Korea in, mm-hmm. in South Korea. And mm-hmm. they have a high number and density of uh, basically cosmetic surgery or medical surgeries there. So mm. when you walk around, like every second building is a plastic surgery kind of place. Like it goes, get your oh, beauty, God. you know, wow. procedures done here. And they're like, they're like really, they're like skyscraper type buildings. I mean, and you can see from the outside, I remember because I kept like looking up going, oh my gosh, it was like, oh, first, first floor reception, uh, second floor waiting area, third floor, and then it, it will specify, you know, uh, for nose jobs or something, fourth floor for, um, you know, superficial facial jobs, fifth floor for recovery, sixth floor. It's just oh advertising like outside a, the building. It's like a hospital just yeah. for skin surgery but that's a problem in itself like us obviously like don't go and do those things (laughs) if it's not safe for you but also if it's in an expensive suburb again it highlights only a certain class of people can afford to change their appearance or Mm. chase the ideal that's so fascinating yeah yeah and all the billboards you know in the stations leading up to before you get outside on the street level they're all these it's like you know like dentists you kind of have to, the product that you sell, you have to kind of reflect to us. So they all have really nice teeth. Uh, yeah. It's like, so all the um, plastic surgeons or cosmetic surgeons, whatever you want to call them, they're on this billboard all in sterile white lab coats. Like, oh. you know, yeah, you get the picture yeah. already. They mm. all have perfectly white teeth and then mm-hmm. very white glass skin. And they, oh, right. th- it looks, we're talking about airbrushing photos. You'd believe that this, this was is- airbrushed. Yeah, but this is real for them. Yeah. That's yeah. But you know how like um people are also into K-pop music, a lot of those celebrities, they get scouted at a very young age, like 13 or 14, but they don't even get released onto the market until, you know, much like in the later teen years because they go through singing lessons, dancing lessons, and sometimes they do have cosmetic surgery before they get mm. pushed out onto the global stage, if you like. So there must be a lot of pressure at a very young age to look a very certain way. Yeah. Apparently, again, I don't know if this is completely true. I think there might be some truth behind it is, again, sorry to pick on Korea because it's number one country, is parents or the mothers will, for their daughter or son's like 18th birthday or 21st birthday, you know, like big milestone ones, they will buy them a cosmetic procedure for their birthday. So, yeah, you know, when you said about pressure from a young age. Yeah, your parents don't even love you the way you look. Yeah, well, they kind of, they encourage it, right? Like you said, like, oh, (sighs) the idea of beauty, perfection. Oh, let's get you that nose job you've always wanted since you were six or something. You know, it's like now that you're 16 or 18, you know, you're more of an adult. So when we can see how it's shaped out, which, yeah, it's not what we want. So happy birthday. (laughs) It's like, (laughs) oh, okay. It's weird. Oh, um, it reminds me of um, this image, oh, I don't know, shared around a few years ago of this Chinese married couple. The husband is suing for his wife because he found out that she had all this cosmetic surgery and she never looked the way she actually looked when she married him because their kids didn't turn out that beautiful. Oh, no. Oh, my gosh. That's terrible. How can you sue over something like that? Oh, my gosh. I don't know. I'll see if I can find a photo. Yeah, I feel like I want to – I think I've seen that. Was that quite an old article? I can't remember when. I just thought, oh, my God, this has all gone wrong. 
yeah <laughs> it's like mm, awkward okay yeah I mean obviously at the end of the day I think well I know for me like I have some body hang-ups you know it's it's not like there aren't certain things that I want to change or yeah it's true about photos you know you want to touch them up and but you know I kind of at the same time I don't want to have this unrealistic projection of um you know of an image of me because I think that doesn't help me it's I think it can be quite harmful kind of because then you you start to believe that and you fully rely on things like um, as we said like the technology behind that and mm-hmm. then people, just like what you said about that husband wife you start to not know the true person you're probably like next time you see me, Chrissy what was if I'm on this screen and you're like who's that it's like I just touched up my nose and put some more dye into my face <laughs> something <laughs> Um, actually, what you just said about um, maybe touching up, it reminded me of this um, documentary I watched on BBC iPlayer a little while ago. I think it's like the truth about cosmetic surgery. And they basically look at the UK industry. And I didn't even realize um, a lot of it is unregulated. So you can go to anyone who claims to do uh, injection. They don't have to be trained. They don't have mm. to have any qualifications. They can just, you know, fix you up basically. Oh, so they went behind to look at like, what it, what that industry is really doing to people. So someone went to get um, like lip fillers, but it wasn't at a trained place. It's like maybe like your nail salon does injection kind of place. And her lips were swollen up and glued together <sighs> to the just- fact that she had to undo the damages it's taken like two years to fix her lips yeah why would you go somewhere that's not even licensed or registered oh, just to cheaper. save a buck or two only to then have to as you said spend more trying to rectify and but possibly do i think permanent that's damage. the issue because people think these places when they market they can do certain things they must know how to do certain things they don't realize it's not regulated um, and there's this trend which I found fascinating. You know, like people do nose job and it used to be like a big procedure. You get all covered up. You have to mm. rest for weeks afterwards. But now you can do a bit of injections, like filler injection. It's non-invasive. You just put something in and you're good to go in an hour or two. Oh, okay. But that's not if you were to do a complete nose reconstruction, right? Because if it's a no. filler, so is it? I don't know. I can't remember exactly. Does it go away or whatever? Let's say um, I I think the nose bridge is a bit flat, and I want yeah. a certain my nose to look more popped up or look a certain way. They will go okay. Well, I will inject one on the top of the nose bridge, and then maybe one to the side of your mm-hmm. nose or something. So it corrects um, maybe your your nose is not straight, okay. or it just gives a different appearance. It's not about completely changing the bone structure but that's what I mean is like you don't need to do a massive surgery these days to get a new look on your nose yeah okay wow okay so it's kind of like less invasive basically which is the way moving forward and then you know probably Mm. so you wouldn't need to take weeks off or anything or you know have big bandages on your nose I mean again I don't think I don't think you and I are saying people shouldn't get this done obviously it's up to them what they want to do you know we're not judging them on that but please don't go for the quick and cheap (laughs) kind of jobs like got to look after your body it's still your body at the end of the day and you can do some really serious damage to it really yeah 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 I know we sort of talked about you know the ex like people deliberately going out and seeking cosmetic surgeries but I've also watched this show on Netflix and it's completely different like these are people who've been really affected by an accident or trauma or they have really bad 
acne scarring, for example, and they really want to have that boost of confidence because they can't mm-hmm. even go out and socialize. And I think maybe in that instant, I felt like, oh, right, in my head, it's a bit more justified. Yeah, I mean, there can be some positive stuff. Like I said, I mean, yeah. there are a lot of shows that, as you said, people, maybe they've just felt so self-conscious that they haven't been out of the house or socialised with anyone for years because, mm. yeah, for whatever reasons, you know, they, they were unhappy with something about their body. And, I mean, good for them. I mean, I think if it's something that, as you said, can boost their confidence and make them feel better about themselves and get out there and live a life, great. That's got a positive yeah. effect. Yeah. Exactly, because one of these women, she, oh my God, her ex-husband shot her nine times. This is America. Oh. And she had all these gun holes in her body. Oh. And when you get rushed to A&E, um, their instinct is to stitch you up to save yeah. your life, right? So they don't care how your your scarring yeah. is going to be, how your skin will heal. So she's got all these bullet holes still oh, in her wow. thigh, oh, which is really like, it really got to me like, wow. Like I never thought about, I guess, why you might need cosmetic surgery mm. after a traumatic yeah. incident like that because we've only been portrayed to oh you know if you don't like your nose kind of thing yeah but yeah because um because of that the because the any was trying to save her they didn't think about oh right you you know your scars can look funny so then they had to redo a lot of her surgeries yeah i'm sure they were just thinking about saving her life in the first instance so so glad she made that through i mean mm. not okay I was going to talk, this is not like one of those cosmetic TV shows, although there are a lot out there. Have you seen that one, Naked Attraction? No. <laughs> I, feel, I, feel like, I think you should give it a watch, Chrissy. It's basically. Um, what is that? What? Naked people? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you have a bunch of naked people and someone, you have your contestant who's basically looking to pick a date from them, but based on their naked body. And it does a oh. slow reveal on the on the possible you know contenders <laughs> oh right what a tease up yeah full full-on naked what what do they show first like the toes um the first reveal i think basically goes from waist down so there's three reveals they all stand in a box that has like a screen and then yeah it so for the man it was like it, it shows everything from yeah waist down and a woman Everything, okay. everything. And then the second reveal does like from neck down. And then the third reveal is the whole body. But at each reveal, the contestant who's picking the date is picking based on their body. Um, so really has to scrutinize, <laughs> or, you know, God. have a close look. Which contestant would you like to have a look at, as they say? Or, or which one are you eliminating and why? <laughs> That's it, because they have to eliminate at each reveal. So they, and then they get down to like the final two where they get to actually hear their voice and talk to them. Oh, right. so, I don't yeah. like your toenail. <laughs> you know what, though? Some people do go, oh, I don't, yeah, I don't like the shape of the toes. And it'll be like, are you serious? Yeah, and be like, but I think they're trying to be kind about what they say about the elimination because you don't want to be like, oh my gosh, that's like a really, you know, puts me off. So they kind of pick on things which are a little bit more innocuous, like, oh, the knees look a bit knobbly. I don't know. (laughs) So, but yeah, but you know, that's the one way to boost your body confidence. Get on the naked show and, uh, yeah. But that takes certain, I would assume, certain level of confidence to go up onto those shows. So good for them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Good for them. But yeah, they kind of, a lot of them say, actually, it was quite refreshing to kind of get that out of the way. 
And then, you know, and in fact, even oh, when they got eliminated, right. they said nice things. Like, so the contestant might be like, oh, sorry, yellow, because they're in different colored boxes. Sorry, yellow, uh, I'm going to have to say goodbye to you. Kind of like, I don't like tattoos, for example. And it's like, mm. but you have really nice boobs. <laughs> so that, you know, just yellow contestant <laughs> will be like, oh, well, at least he said I had really nice boobs. I've always thought they weren't that great. So I feel better now. Oh, okay. Well, that's nice. <laughs> Okay, we'll tune into that next time, Chrissy, and we can like commentate to each other. <laughs> okay, naked attraction it is. <laughs> see ya. Yeah. See see you at the next naked attraction round. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast, The Catch Up with Amanda and Christina, to get the latest episodes. You can find us on Apple, Spotify, and any of your favorite podcast apps. Give us a five-star review if you enjoyed our podcast and follow us on Instagram and Twitter at catchup_pod. underscore pod. We would love to hear from you, so leave those comments. <laughs>